Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Faked. Um, This is going to be a travel-centric episode because we're getting into spring, we're getting into summer, so I wanted to do stuff that would actually um, kind of benefit people if they listen to this every week. This will be a little change-up, which is something um, that I know we probably need. We always need to keep it fresh. So um, I am also adjusting the settings on my microphone. I think um, I wanted to go with kind of a different sound. So uh, let me know what you guys think. But um, without further ado, let's talk about how to avoid tourist traps. So and what to do like when you're there. I think this is important because people get I mean, everybody wants to go where there's like popular sites to see and there's no problem there. There's no problem with that. Everybody, they're popular for a reason is because they're world wonders. I mean, if you go to the Parthenon, if you go to the Colosseum, but unfortunately with all that, there are scammers everywhere and there's people trying to make a quick buck uh, and not an honest buck because there's plenty of honest bucks around there. Uh, People selling genuine tours that are awesome. Um, and then something I think I've talked about before, if you're ever, and this is kind of pre, precursor to all this stuff, if you're, but if you're ever looking to do like a tour in a city, make sure you do a, like a, um, a free tour. Free tours are way better because, um, for one, you know, usually you'll tip more than what a tour would be anyways, but they're very grateful. So they really, really give you a, a good show because there's no upfront money. So if you get like a huge conglomerate tour and, you pay 40 bucks for it. It could be crap. And then they expect a tip at the end. Um, and it's not sometimes the tourist uh, or tour guide's fault. Um, sometimes it's just like, hey, just get them through. Uh, let's do 45 minutes and then we're going to start over. Information doesn't need to be that amazing. But um, independent tour guides are awesome. There's a lot of department of tourism in like Greece and things like that. So you can always get individual tour guides. Um, and they're a little more curated that way too. And um, they're awesome. Love it. So Ghost tours are also really cool ways to see history. That's kind of like a, a hack around it is because, um, you know, you may not believe in ghosts. I know I don't, but um, you get to go into cool places. Usually you don't get to go. So anyways, let's get let's get started with this. I know you guys probably don't want to hear my little side rant there. So we're going to go through a list of, let me see how many do I have. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different tips. Um, and then we'll talk about each one of those individually just to kind of get you through these touristy areas if you do choose to plan. Okay, so plan to go to them. Okay, so avoid tourist style. I know this sounds weird, but um, there's definitely like a standard dress for people who look touristy and people see this. I mean, anybody who's going to be scamming you is looking for stuff. They're kings of profiling, essentially. That's what their whole business model is built on is What's going to be worth my time to possibly invest 10 minutes into talking, scamming, um, convincing? And they base that mostly off of people that look touristy. Okay, so most people, most of us, I mean, can just spot tourists right off the bat. I mean, they got a cam. I don't know if this is true anymore, but camera on the neck, the uh, floral shirt, the chino shorts, the sunglasses on the head, uh, 
I don't know, sometimes like the city, also like immediately right when you go there and you buy a city t-shirt that's like Cancun and you've got a Cancun written all over yourself. I mean, it's kind of crazy to, like you are in Cancun, so you're wearing a shirt that says Cancun. I don't know. I know I know it's like a to each their own thing, but it also puts you on the map like crazy, okay? So if you are um, choosing to go out and do some exploring, maybe don't look like a sore thumb. Um, and it's, I mean, again, you can dress nice. Um, and then also like um, doing your homework sometimes to take uh, some, obviously cheap flights are like really attractive, but then people realize um, they'll wait outside like cheap, flights because they they'll know statistically you probably don't have something set up um you're looking for a deal you know it's kind of that that's like what they go through um i was reading some stuff about like a i don't know a, a post scammer like somebody who was a scammer but now was like um releasing all the things that they were looking for and that was definitely one of the things was cheap flights like they would just wait right outside of it um, and there's nothing wrong with cheap flights. It's just be a little more um, alert when you come out. So, yeah. So basically study up on maybe what people wear. Um, I know that seems like a little excessive. Uh, basically dress a little more casually. Don't wear the garb from the tourist shops because that is going to really um, put you apart. Like if you're in Mexico and maybe you got a sombrero on your head, you might you might be uh, picked out of the crowd. So that's just kind of something to consider when you're going to these places to avoid the tourist style. And again, to each their own. I'm just saying it puts you on alert. Okay, so next is go public. Um, so public transportation can obviously be a great way to avoid tourist traps while traveling because that's what the people there take. Like in these areas, they're they're more akin to taking public transportation. Um, and it also... Um, is really cheap compared to cabs and rental cards. I know I personally really like to take Ubers because I love talking to the drivers. Um, you don't really get to, when you're on public transportation, you don't get to really talk to a lot of people. You can, absolutely. Um, I've done, I've definitely done it, but there's also been some weird run-ins with individuals because most of the people on there don't want to talk to you. They are on their way to work and they don't want to talk to this dude about like what's the best coffee shop or Things of like, and maybe some people do, but most people don't. So that's an, that's one thing is to go public. Um, most people aren't going to be scamming you on there uh, because these are people that are privy to the area. They're not the ones getting scammed or the ones kind of pointing out scammers. Um, so kind of cool to also check out what some of the public transportation things. And if you're like in India and they do a, a auto rickshaw, um, some of those in itself can be scams, so you gotta watch it. Um, I actually do have an app um, that I made myself. It's called Fair is Fair. Uh, it helps people in other countries to kind of determine what the fare is gonna be in a certain area, and you just put in the where you're at, and then the destination, and then it'll tell you kind of what it would be, and then that means you can kind of play around with the price, so it's not too absorbent, and it gives you kind of a middle ground to negotiate with um just a little plug there so yeah going public's good um while that being said um some of the tourist trap areas are right offside public um, transportation just because there's a lot of influx of people uh, a lot of these markets are set up around them so there is uh, there's that too but going public's definitely the best way to avoid some of these tourist traps all right, and this is one I can't stress enough, and that is to dine locally, okay? Do not, under any circumstances, go to a chain place. 
I know these chain places need to survive and maybe you're comfortable with it, possibly reward points, who knows, but live a little, okay? So when you're starting to feel hungry, don't don't usually default to what the guidebook suggests, okay? Oftentimes, restaurants that are well-known end up being overpriced and underwhelming affairs, okay? And so instead of blowing that budget of yours on an unsatisfying meal, just do a little research before you go out um, and then see where the locals go when they get hungry. So um, a lot of these are hidden gems. They're awesome. Uh, the way I do it is I go on Google Maps. I just uh, go over, like float over the city, don't choose anything, and then type in restaurants, and then they all pop up there. And then I go through the ones that kind of look nice, um, the ones that have like decent reviews, and then the ones that are off, like uh, just for example, everyone knows Times Square. I would say don't even eat within like two blocks of Times Square. Everything's going to be absorbing. You're going to pay like $10 for a beer. You're going to be paying like crazy amounts for very underwhelming experience. Go a couple blocks over. You're not going to be waiting a lot. You're going to get probably right in. You're going to probably talk to, you know, the general manager or something like that to where you will have a better experience. It'll be a little low key and maybe you get to just one-on-one talk with the bartender too. That's always fun. And then they can give you tips to like the next place you're going to. So that's generally how I like to do it is to dine locally and then we discover so many cool places just because those are local places that then push people to other local places and they they avoid all of the like the touristy crap so um, but again it's whatever you're comfortable with I would try to steer you away from it you know that's kind of what this whole thing is is to don't get scammed by just basic run-of-the-mill food that you're gonna leave and just feel bad like about and then uh, you won't really have anything to remember that place by because there's a lot of attachment to food smell and you know taste and things like that and nobody remembers the olive garden they ate on Times square they remember the pizza place that's been there for 120 years that's two blocks over that you know has craft soda in a you know um bottle you know something like that that's just so unique and something that just really blows your mind um that's like so here's a little story i'll go on a little tangent um we were in vegas on fremont street so i don't i hate eating anywhere on the strip it's just bad um, you're paying so much fremont street's great and then um, not even on fremont street itself it's like one over by i think it's uh broadway yeah i think it's like broad anyways um it's it's pretty much like over buy that big huge beer um in the irish bar and then you just keep walking towards atomic cafe and there's so many cool restaurants over there there's this place called evil pizza and it's spelled like evil knievel and it is uh just amazing pizza by the slice and then like local nevada whiskey and it has a bunch of evil knievel memorabilia and i still i talk to the I talk about this all the time it's such a hole in the wall basic place but everything was so good so affordable Oh, it's great. So I would suggest finding that spot. And then um, again, you could tell the next person that's like going there where you went, what your experience was like, how cool it was. And yeah, it kind of sets the trip apart. So next up is, this is so true, um, is just grabbing some coffee. Um, because coffee shops are like the incubator for people. I know bars are like that too, but uh, you just get people, you get excitement, you get... Um, 
advice. There's like all these really cool and don't be afraid to talk to people too. Um, and coffee shops are great for that. Um, I don't know how many conversations I've struck up in coffee shops just because everyone there likes coffee. So instantly you can talk about coffee or people are there to do work. So what are you doing? You know, and I know people, you know, throw their headphones on. I wouldn't suggest tapping somebody's shoulder and say, Hey, rip those phones off. Let's talk. You know, it's just people that are looking to talk to other people are in coffee shops. It's like the AM bar essentially. Okay. So grab some coffee and we're not talking like Starbucks. Okay. So seek out like the small local coffee shops and cafes in the area just to see what's going on in the neighborhood. So get your uh, people watching on. You can do, you can talk to people. And then uh, most of the time they'll have advertising for local fun events um, and check those out because uh, sometimes you can just find some really, really cool events that are going on of the weekend that maybe didn't find their way online. You know, maybe they're just paper only and suddenly they're having this cool parade down the street in, in one hour. You're looking at your watch. So we we found a cool parade when we were down in, I think it was Austin, Texas, um, just eating at a coffee. Yeah, we were at this like vegan cafe and there was this really cool uh, I just I saw like this little board or whatever and I'm like oh my gosh that's like in 45 minutes there's gonna be a parade that goes right next to this so we're just gonna stay here so we ordered up and sat and it was such a cool fun experience and it was something that we would have probably ate there for 20 minutes and left and not known about it so that's cool and then yeah talk to the barista as well about maybe something that's going on people love talking about this stuff I would say most people do I would say most people absolutely love talking about this stuff so Definitely check out your coffee shops, um, especially if you're there for a couple days. Um, get familiar with it. Uh, we were in Italy. We went every single day to this one cool coffee shop when we were in Rome. Um, and then another time in Sereno, we went to the same coffee shop, grabbed our bagels, croissant, whatever it is in the morning, then a, a nice um, nice coffee. And that's something you can get unique to the area too. So aim for off-season is the other one, okay? So it's super fun, obviously, to hit up the hottest travel spots, but during peak season, you're going to be um, just fried overall in the sense of just people coming up to you all the time. Um, Tours are a little watered down. Food isn't as good. Service is awful. So you get a lot of, like, bogus deals. Um, You're just surrounded by people. I guess one of the advantages is, like, it's nice people watching, but again, I wouldn't just go on a trip for people watching. It's kind of one of those side quests, <laughs> but um, you'll save yourself headaches. Uh, it'll be quieter, more peaceful, and things generally aren't as expensive because it's mostly reserved for locals. Like local, That's like when local prices come back. So that's kind of a cool way to avoid tourist traps is just to go off season. I know we were, and this was during COVID, so it's not really off season because we did go during the peak season in Greece. And uh, we were up at the Acropolis and it was like, our tour guide said it was like the most empty she'd ever seen it. So we have pictures of us in front of the, um, in front of the Parthenon up there or Parthenon. Yeah. And uh, there's nobody around us. And she said, this is crazy because most of the time it's shoulder to shoulder. You have to like blur out everybody around you. But she said the fact that we were there and there was nobody around was nuts. Um, so, okay. Next up is to design your own tour. This is cool. Um, obviously if you're pressed for time and you're just, you're just really there to have a good time, you can go, you can get great tours. That's not a problem. But, um, if you are looking for some, like, like maybe you don't go a lot, maybe you don't travel a lot and you want to really take advantage of everything. You want to go the quickest or 
the most efficient way because designing it does take a lot of time. Um, I sat on the phone multiple times for like uh, two week long trips of ours for like an hour deciding with somebody. So I can only imagine without somebody how long it would have taken to get rides set up in between, make sure there's English speaking um, tour guides. Like it was, it was rough. Um, so it's, it's really helpful to find the good tour guides. Um, so designing your own tour is great. Okay. So, um, Lots of tours, and lots of them are uh, scammy. <laughs> and a lot of them are actually paid for by um, a lot of these bigger chains, bigger restaurants, bigger uh, like uh, tourist traps in the sense of like just crappy experiences. Uh, in their, I mean, if you go to places like let's say a Limoncello place uh, in Italy, okay, there's a billion of them. And you can get limoncello anywhere, but you don't have to spend three hours going to a limoncello tasting. You can go to a local bar and ask them, hey, can I get a limoncello shot? And then could you tell me more about this? And that's like $10 instead of $40 each and four hours of your time at a limoncello tasting. And it's you're going to get a premium experience. It's probably the exact same limoncello and you're not wasting your time. You can move on to something else. Plus, Everybody kind of has like their own spiel. Like I really enjoy uh, cocktails and history. So making my own tour based on those likes is very fun to me. Um, my wife doesn't genuinely enjoy making or planning this stuff. So she just kind of comes with me. I know what she likes. So it's super easy to come up with some of this stuff. Um, and I, I enjoy doing it. I know some people don't enjoy doing, doing it just like I said my wife. Um, so that, uh, that's important is to kind of fill all those boxes of things that you want to see in the area and what's important to you. These pre-made tours aren't interested in that. They're just interested in getting you there, to these areas, getting you commissions or getting their commissions on going to these places. Um, that's, that's like number one right there is making sure that you're not just falling into these like, okay, we're going to go to this market and also they're going to push this stuff on you and they get a commission if you buy something. So another one is be patient. Uh, this is probably the last one uh, we'll talk about is just being patient. So um, no matter how hard you try, there are some tourist spots you'll be tempted to visit and unfortunately, so will everyone else. Again, it's the ones worth going to. So these are historical places. Like if you're interested in it, just imagine millions of people are interested. So it's being patient is important too. You know, we want to be the only one to do this stuff, but that's just not it. There's 8 billion people in this world, and um, obviously, they're all interested in the same stuff you are because they're the coolest spots. However, what comes to the um, the important things that we're talking about is just making sure you're not getting scammed during this stuff. Making sure you're not painting a target on your back because um, these people see it. There's plenty of micro-expressions that, that you are putting out there. Um, whether it's lingo or um, if you talk to the wrong person, if someone's really over eager to come talk to you, chances are they want something out of you. Um, if you don't really have to like bargain for their time, uh, that means they are, they're definitely trying to get something out of you. And I know that sounds pretty like um, nihilistic and just anti-conversational, but it's really the opposite because I love to strike up conversations with people everywhere I go. I feel like some of the best trips I've ever been on have been me having great conversations with people and figuring out what local people do in these areas. But um, being patient around people is very important. 
you don't you know you don't want to freak out uh there's plenty of people in videos you've probably seen the public freak outs in these areas and it's just people thinking other people shouldn't be here when in reality all of you guys have great um a great meaning to be there it just for one it helps these spots uh you know especially if they're like unesco world heritage sites um those are great you know because it, it gives purpose to these places and traveling and it gets it money um it also allows for restor restoration in places like the coliseum's always under um construction basically because this thing's old crumbling it's gravity held up like it's it's pretty crazy so Guys, that's pretty much it for this. Um, I'd love to hear um, if you guys have any comments on this. You know, maybe just send send a comment on um, TikTok. I read all the comments and I love hearing what you guys have to say. So um, that's going to be it for this episode. Guys, remember the faked items. There are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. That also includes traveling and not getting scammed when you go to these tourist areas. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.